What's up, team? It's Ben Cullen, and I am back with your Sports Around the World update for the week. The coronavirus situation continues to haunt sport and organizations across the globe. Many have managed it well, but there are a few that continue to wrestle it with great difficulty. The top contender for the most nightmares might possibly be the MLB. Baseball returned to screens as the MLB's shortened season got underway this past weekend, but the celebrations didn't last long as Monday brought some sobering news. Just four days into the MLB season, 14 players and staff from the Miami Marlins have tested positive. This is a huge blow for baseball and North American sports, as the MLB were amongst the first sports to get back to action. Let's hope this can be cut off early and the rest of the league can stay clear of more cluster outbreaks. On Monday, NBA star Kyrie Irving announced that he has created a 1.5 million US dollar fund to help pay athlete salaries of the WNBA who are sitting out the 2020 season. The league allowed players who were deemed high risk by a panel of doctors to sit out the season and still receive their full salary. But any other player who chose not to play was required to forfeit their pay for the year. Irving said in a statement, whether a person decided to fight for social justice, play basketball, focus on mental or physical health, or simply connect with their families, this initiative can hopefully support their priorities and decisions. What an amazing gesture. We thank you, Kyrie. In cricket, Stuart Broad's 500th test wicket sent England on the way to completing a series victory over West Indies on the final day of the third test at Emirates Old Trafford. Broad's 500th wicket came 40 minutes in, and at that moment, he joined an elite club of bowlers. Just six other bowlers of any kind ever reached 500 in tests. He was congratulated with a hug from James Anderson, then raised the ball in the direction of the dressing room. The empty stadium, unfortunately, denied the celebrations deserved of the accolade. Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, will have to make some room in his already crowded trophy cabinet. He has been named the League Manager Association's Manager of the Year. Klopp ended Liverpool's long wait to win the Premier League with seven games to spare. The Reds galloped to glory by winning 32 out of 38 games and finished 18 points clear of second place Manchester City. One other stat to note, Liverpool remained unbeaten at Anfield for the third league campaign in a row, a new club record. Klopp topped a strong shortlist to be named Manager of the Year, which also included last year's winner of the award, Sheffield United boss Chris Wilder. And finally, I would like you to go search for a video on the internet. The video is of Hong Kong MMA star and 1FC fighter Alan Nalani taking a ride on the MTR. He also goes by the name The Panther and posted a video of himself on the MTR blocking a passenger from taking a seat as he wasn't wearing a mask. The video displays his trademark flexibility as he casually does the splits whilst on a row of seats. He does this to prevent the passenger from sitting, all whilst not taking his eyes off the book he is reading. It is incredible. You have to go check it out. One man who may not be able to quite do the splits to the same extent, but certainly knows a huge amount about MMA and particularly Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is Kaiki Loyala. Kaiki now joins us on the show, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to have him here. He is one of my favorite people on earth and has added so much to my life, as well as many others. Kaiki is a three-stripe black belt, lives here in Hong Kong, but originates from Rio de Janeiro. Welcome, Kaiki. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, now, before we get deep into your story and how we first met, can you tell everybody what you do day-to-day -day here in Hong Kong? 
Yeah, man. I spend most of my day teaching jiu-jitsu for adults and mainly for kids and kids turning into teenagers and teenagers turning into adults. Very good. When did you start jiu-jitsu? What was your journey into it? Yeah, jiu-jitsu I started when I was 15 years old, but I started training the martial arts when I was four years old with judo. I had a four years break in between uh, judo and jiu-jitsu, but then since I started with 15 years old, then I come till now full love of the sports and here I am in Hong Kong teaching and sharing the benefits of jiu-jitsu, especially for kids and teenagers to build tough kids it's easier than to fix broken man. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Now, when you started jiu-jitsu, did you um, find it difficult to transition from uh, judo into it, or was it, was it natural? Jiu-jitsu is the humble pill. It's difficult for everybody to understand the game, to, to teach your body, but it's very challenging and addicting at the same time. And you can really have good time and create good friends in the mat. So uh, also the social skills involved in the practice of jiu-jitsu uh, keeps me going far and far in the distance and keep doing the big journey that represents these martial arts that never end. And I think the belts are just a, 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 a color in your waist. You still forever white belt, but never give up, right? Yeah. Can you explain the white belt um, through the black belt system for the listeners who may not know how it works? Yes. Uh, for adults, you start in the white belt and kids also, everybody who comes from nowhere, it's white belt, right? So you start to learn in the basic techniques and you go progressing. For adults, the sequence is white to blue, blue to purple, purple to brown, brown to black. So for kids, it has a different system. It's white to gray, gray to yellow, yellow to orange, orange to green. Usually orange and green is the teenager belts. If you see a green belt around, which is not easy to see, be careful, this guy is dangerous, you know? <laughs> okay, so if you're a teenager with the green belt, yeah. and, but then you become an adult, where do you go then? Yes, there is a, a discussion in the community about that because this guy, this green belt, has practiced in jiu-jitsu for 10 years and he's really good. Really, he can beat black belts. I've seen green belts beating black belts. Not, it's not uncommon. So the boys are very strong, the boys are very fast, the teenagers are very... Uh, uh, the endurance, it's unbelievable. So teenagers can beat adults black belts in the green belt. But when they transit from the IBJJF, they should be blue belt. But some people in the community say that they should be purple belt. Oh. Right? So, but to follow the, the rules, we need to give the blue belt. But it's always a fake blue belt in the mat. Like this boy, it's completely fake. <laughs> when you train with him, he don't, doesn't sound like a common blue belt. I see. Um, now, when I tell people about jiu-jitsu, I struggle to articulate and explain and describe what jiu-jitsu is. For somebody who doesn't know it, how do you describe it to them? Because I've said things like wrestling and grappling, but it's yeah, much yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. How do you describe it? Uh, as, a, as a sport, as a fight, is the art of folding clothes with people inside. <laughs> 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 I 
No, really. Uh, 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 the gentle art is all based on a leverage and strategy, right? So uh, it's a grappling sport that you don't you don't train with the the punches and kicks, but it's also part of the philosophy of jiu-jitsu to have the whole area in martial arts: the fight in the distance, the striking part, the grappling part, the takedown part, right, the submission part. So you go from the beginning to the end of the fight. But when you practice, you practice only the grappling. So only you don't have punches, you don't have kicks, knees, elbows. Accidentally, it can happen, but it's yeah. not part of the arsenal. The arsenal is all based on grappling, a leverage, how you can uh, manipulate the human body, use the power of the other, the opponent against him. So uh, in philosophy, it's the base of all martial arts, right? Uh, to be calm, to be strategic, to be intelligent, the art of war. It's something that you can apply not only in the war, but you can apply in the business, you can apply in the sport. And Jiu-Jitsu is a very good display about art of war. Very good. Can you explain to the listeners, if you go to a Jiu-Jitsu tournament, how you would win matches in the tournament? How you would win points and how would you... Yes. Uh, uh, in a tournament, you have uh, the progress of the point systems. It's all based on a real fight. Right, so for jiu-jitsu, if you take down, then you have points. You are in the top of the fight, right? So it's two points for a takedown. So as you take down, usually you you end up in the guard of the opponent. So you need to pass the guard. So passing the guard, you have three points. So you have the point systems and you have the vantage system. So every time you almost take down or almost pass the guard, almost mount almost take the back. So you're gonna have vantage for these movements that you almost achieve, but you're not able because your opponent made a good job defending, but you got really close to achieve. So have vantages. And you have penalties. If you do something illegal, if